Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. It's our hope that this message would encourage you in your faith and would help you to get to know God's love, grace, and mercy in a personal way. If you have any questions on the sermon or would like to know more about Maranatha, please visit us on the web at maranathafreelutheran.com or call our church office at 218-498-2808. Thank you, and may God bless. Hello, I'm Joey Johnson. I'll be speaking tonight on the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Um, Let's pray before we begin. Dear Jesus, thank you for tonight. Um, And I just pray for everyone out there to... um, just we wait for you, Lord, to take care of the coronavirus and to um, we wait for your plan, Lord. And I pray that you'd speak through me tonight, um, that everyone at home would be um, comforted and um, that you would be with us, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to be speaking from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 15. Um, this is the familiar words of the Lord's Prayer, plus uh, two verses following. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 15. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So again, tonight we're talking about the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is um, the part about forgiveness. Verse 12, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So, I got to tell you a story about last summer when Grace and I didn't have any bikes. When the brothers-in-law wanted to go mountain biking, I couldn't go. Until in late July, I finally got a brand new mountain bike. In order for Grace and I to both have a bike though, we had to get my old bike from when I was in eighth grade. So here I am on my nice new fancy bike and Grace is riding a sketchy kind of bike from Walmart. Not too much of a problem when we rode on the street. Um, Anytime I offered to switch bikes with Grace, and and then I would ride my my old one, she said, oh no, ride your new bike. I'm fine. So it was all good. One day though, we went mountain biking at Gooseberry Park with some friends. So it was my first time actually mountain biking with my new mountain bike. And all our friends had mountain bikes too. So poor Grace was the only one with a bad bike. We started off and kept all together. It was hard work, but even harder for Grace, who was pushing through every hill and pedaling each rusty stroke. And soon, she began to fall, fall behind. Want to switch? No, I'm good. Thought, you know, she's strong. That's enough for me. I kept going, but Grace was getting farther and farther behind. But I could still see her. Soon I looked back, though, and she was gone. So, uh uh-oh. So I waited for her, and soon I saw her in the distance catching up. 
She was pumping the pedals and working really hard. Sweat was dripping and um, she was out of breath over the handlebars. Her face was flush with exhaustion. And she caught up to me and just had to stop. I said, how are you doing? Fine. Do you want to switch? No. Are you sure? No, I'm fine. But I knew she was not fine. Said, do you want me to ride with you? No, just go ahead. Because everyone else was up ahead. It's like, you sure? I'll stay with you. No, just go. But that's when the tears came. I had messed up. I had let Grace down. I had, you know, gone on ahead without her, and, um, but at that moment, the whole rest of the bike ride, I felt terrible. I definitely stayed with her. She didn't even want to switch bikes. She was just mad and hurt, and no matter what I said or how many times I offered to switch, it didn't fix what I had done by leaving her behind. So in that moment, I needed forgiveness. I needed forgiveness, which means that I needed Grace to say to me, I don't hold what you did against you. I will no longer count that against you when I consider how I'm supposed to treat you. I needed her to do that. I could try and make up for my wrong by switching bikes, trying to stay with her for the rest of the ride, which I did, but nothing would take away the first part where I left her behind. Nothing would take that away, even if I tried, even if I did everything to counteract the past. And that's kind of how our sin is. It's an unpayable debt. So that brings me to my first point um, on this petition of the Lord's Prayer, is that we owe a great debt to God. Romans says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. When we think of sin as debt, uh, we sometimes compare it to money, and that image only gets us so far. College debt is high, but people can still pay it off. We pay off huge loans for houses and businesses, so comparing our sin debt to money debt can sometimes fool us into thinking that we can pay it off somehow. But time is money, they say, and time is a little bit better of a comparison to sin because Time is a debt that we cannot get back. Each day is a gift from God that we can use for his glory. It's an incredible gift, but we squander it as humans. Um, we, we scroll on Facebook, we flip through TV channels and just use time to complain. And uh, my, my church friends, that's just the surface of our debt to God. When we look closer into our hearts, we see the stoic pride that we sometimes hold over others across the political lines, or the selfish lust to have that which isn't ours, or even the murderous hate and anger in our hearts that kills the soul when it comes out in words of mocking or criticism. So how great is the debt that we owe God when we sin? We need him to forgive us. We need him to not hold on to our record of sin. And in my situation with the bikes, I needed grace to forgive me. And how glorious it was when shortly after she forgave me. So to add to our troubles, though, here on earth, 
the effects of our sin are oftentimes against our fellow humans, which is my second point. So remember, my first point was that we owe a great debt to God. But secondly, at times, others are indebted to us. Uh, Back in the day, quite a few years ago, even though I'm still young, there was a rift between me and this one guy. It all had to do with a girl, and the guy, we'll call him Bob, was friends with this girl. But this girl liked me, and I liked her, so we started hanging out. So Bob was pretty upset. In his eyes, I had wronged him, and he was holding it against me. He wouldn't talk to me and the girl, or even look at us. And I, in my eyes, I hadn't done anything wrong, and hopefully I never did in that situation. But in the end, I was hurt by how Bob treated me. He was just angry, and didn't, he didn't give us a chance to talk or reason about it at all. So for a while, I resented Bob and saw him in a negative light. I held it against him how he treated me. But after a while, you know, I couldn't live anymore with that resentment in my heart. God convicted me and brought to my heart forgiveness towards Bob. I no longer held him in resentment. Now, it may or may not have changed Bob. I never got a verbal um, confirmation of forgiveness on his part, but it did change me. I realized that I realized what it was like to be on the side of someone who was hurt, but who forgave anyway. I was convicted by these verses in the Lord's Prayer. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. To me that says, forgive us, Lord, in the way that we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us, Lord, as much as we forgive those who hurt us. So are we forgiving those who wrong us? Do we let go of resentment? Do we let go of our record of wrong, not counting their debt to us? And that's not to say that we ignore consequences and we never have to deal with them, because consequences are very real, especially in aspects of discipline. But if one of your friends or children or parents or spouse wrongs us, we're to deal with it, and quickly, so as to not hold it against them. Proverbs says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Forgive each other. And the best part is my last point. As we forgive others, how much more is God able to forgive us? We as humans will never be able to perfectly cleanse the sin in our hearts due to resentment and unforgiveness, but Jesus can. And when we go to him, he does cleanse us. We are to confess our sin to him and turn away from it each day and he cleanses our hearts to purity. The interesting thing about this petition of the Lord's Prayer is that it's the only one that has uh, something that we kind of do on our side. While the Father gives us our daily bread, and his will is done, and he delivers us from evil, we can do none of that. But as he forgives us, we are to forgive as well. I don't think we have to forgive 
others to earn forgiveness from God, but rather we can no longer live resenting others when God has also so generously loved us. When he forgives us, he gives us a love that is able to forgive others. 1 John chapter 2, verses 9-11 through 11 says, Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. If we say we are with God, yet we do not forgive others, then I believe we are lost and maybe likely mistaken, even thinking that we must earn God's forgiveness and also so others must earn ours. So I urge you to consider whether or not you're holding resentment in your heart towards someone, especially a fellow Christian. For if you're honest with yourself and find that you are resenting someone, then you'll also find your own sin that needs to be confessed and covered by the blood of Jesus. And how willing the Father is. The Father is so willing to look on the perfection of Jesus and apply it to you. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Or another way, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Luther says in the Catechism, we ask in this prayer that our Heavenly Father would not regard our sins, nor deny these petitions on their account, for we are worthy of nothing for which we ask, nor have we earned it. Instead, we ask that God would give us all things by grace, for we daily sin much and indeed deserve only punishment. So, on the other hand, we too truly want to forgive heartily and to do good gladly to those who sin against us. We owe a great debt to God that we cannot pay. At times, others are indebted to us, but as we forgive others, how much more is God able to forgive us? And he does. Praise the Lord. Amen.